Gavin. We've had a week of rows and insults being traded across the floor of the doll. And the question we're asking with the winding down of the eviction ban is where are we in terms of trying to crack the nut of our housing crisis? We're going to talk in a moment to Carol Dieter of the Irish Mortgage Brokers. But first, here's a little bit of what we've been hearing from all sides of politics in this debate this week. They run, they, they, run, they, run a, they, they run a hide, and then when you actually try to answer their questions, and I did try to answer their questions. Sorry. Can we listen to each other respectfully? You yes. You can disagree all you like. Thank, Thank you, Deputy Mary Lewis. Very well said. So the only false narrative being spun here is that the housing emergency is the fault of landlords. Let me scotch that. It is not. Responsibility for this emergency lies fairly and squarely at the feet of you, Taoiseach, and your government. You have, instead of helping these people, taken a cold and cruel decision to make people homeless. Those people being made homeless are being told by their local councils that they have no emergency accommodation for them. I want to say to the deputy that he talks about coming in every day, trotting out, the only people who come in here trotting out populist soundbites in relation to housing is the said deputy and his party. I'm interested in solutions to the housing crisis, and we do have a housing crisis. Close to 10,000 social houses were delivered last year. Close to 12,000 social houses will be delivered in 2023. It's the highest since 1975 on social housing. Tell me this. Your phone rings in four weeks' time. Someone show, a family shows up at your clinic and they say they're about to be made homeless. Are you actually going to look that family in the eye? Do you expect me to look that family in the eye and say, don't worry, you have forced refusal? The boy, that is a joke. That is cruel and it will cause harm. But again, I would say to the, the deputy, again, you don't have a monopoly on compassion well you 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 you, you guys imply it through the chair through the chair you guys imply this all of the time the, the issue is we want to look people in the eye and say we're taking decisions based on evidence and taking right decisions to help people to help people because they said that you would make the supply situation far worse if you were to continue it that's so deputy i'm talking to the chair now you asked the question you either want an answer and you either want an answer or you don't want an answer yeah, there you go. That's a little bit of leaders' questions over various days between Sinn Féin and the Social Democrats and Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil. Apologies with a short dropout on the line there during the playing of that audio. With me on the line to talk about where we are now, I suppose, is, is Carol Dieter of the Irish Mortgage Brokers. Carol, good morning to you and thanks for talking to us the programme. Have, have, there's been a lot of rowing, a lot of um, um, anger, a lot of outrage. Uh, are we any clearer as to where we need to go to try and solve this problem, do you think? Well, I suppose the fix really needs to be to, to bring more houses into use. Um, that's a very complicated thing. The eviction ban was a it was a bad idea to begin with, and uh, and it actually didn't work, which is the weird thing when people say we need to continue it because homelessness rose the whole time. But an eviction ban is like saying we're going to stop heart attacks from happening in Kerry by closing Trolley Hospital. Like it doesn't actually prevent the thing that you don't want from occurring. It just really changes the way that, that, that it's viewed or when it occurs. And, and that's really what the, the fight seems to be about. Like a lot of the politicians, their points going with each other. That, that's not really the way that people live their lives. And they don't like it's just it's, it's a bad lens through which to look at this. Uh, what you do and can look at, though, is how do we encourage uh, the use of homes to get homes back on stream to allow homes to happen and that ties into the the planning story that you'll you'll be talking about later you know these are all the things that can actually make a difference 
the uh, the political theatrics is just look it, it's a guaranteed aspect of of Irish um, current affairs but the actual policies that are needed like that ban was not working in the first place so on an evidence basis failed and it's known that things like rent controls and eviction bans actually they dislocate housing and they make it worse and that's also something that we have to look at like why do we why do we make such emotive based decisions instead of evidence based decisions i don't know the answer to that well are the government being unfairly criticized so in what they're saying and they're suggesting in terms of we're going with the evidence here that if we do extend this eviction ban it will make things worse down the line it will reduce the number of rental accommodations available down the line have they got a point well, there the, take take it yes, away from the, economic, from the 12 years the 12 years of failing to deal with the problem through successive governments just to, taking that because they, they stand in the dock accused of that certainly but on, look, on this one like, issue are they correct look 12 years whatever the fact is you know even 7 years saying shame on you we're talking about because we had too many and that was a failure of the government. Again, the accusations between politics never end its sideline. The evidence is that the eviction ban didn't work. Like It would be like saying let's have another lockdown just because you know it's a, it's a kind of extremist policy and maybe we'll stop flu or whatever else is from happening because we have excess death rates in the, in the last year. You've got to make decisions based on what is known and what we do know is that we spend millions of euros on providing emergency accommodation. Not everyone, by the way, who gets evicted goes into homelessness. So that's a total... It's like, oh, if, if, you, if you have to move house, you automatically go homeless. You don't, okay? You, you see people who work for tech companies making 100 grand a year. They are going to be just fine. There are some who go into homelessness, and we fund for that the same as we fund for a health system and an education system, and there's a process you might not like it but there is a process and it's funded and it's there yeah and we've got to say you know that's what we're trying to do we try to create systems that have us for when things don't work out for someone but you don't solve that by then going towards other people who who landlord victim because it's easy to talk about the renter victim no one ever talks about the landlord victim and and the instant reaction is there can't be a landlord victim of course they can. What about someone who, you know, is an accidental landlord and the and relationship breaks down and they need to move out? Or maybe, you know, there's domestic violence and they need to move out. And now they're told you can't actually move into your own home because the government said no. Or what about, I was talking to someone during the week, they have a mortgage interest rate now of 8% Yeah. because one of the funds bought their, bought their loan. And now, because of the rent pressure zone, they get 1,200 euro. The mortgage is 1,700 euro. And, uh, and and they can't even raise the, the rent to what the proper amount should be so they can break even. Yeah. So they're losing 500 in cash and another amount on their tax bill. And now they're also being told you, you can't get out of that. Like, it's one thing. I don't care if people lose money because if you go to the table and you gamble or you take a risk, that's your fault. But if the government then say, after you've lost and you want to step away, you have to stay at the table and keep on playing, that's yeah. wrong. Yeah. And, and the government are totally correct on this one. 
Yeah. Okay. Well, a number of people getting in touch on this, Carol. Of course, we have a housing problem. When we think we have to provide houses for the whole world, they get no houses in America when they arrive. So how can Little Ireland do it? That's someone tying it to migration. Could Fine Gael and Fianna Fáil just stop concentrating their efforts on slagging off Sinn Féin and do their jobs? They've had years sort out the housing and haven't. If they don't want Sinn Féin to win the next election, just knuckle down and get on with the job done. Talk, talk, talk. They've failed and failed again. The public are tired of the spin and the theatrics. Well, on that front, Carol, the Taoiseach, speaking to his party this week, said, look, we need quarter of a million houses in this country. We need to ramp up. It's going to take a while, a long time perhaps, but he's saying we have turned the corner on it. Does he have a point or is that just more pushing it down the road or reflecting that, you know, population is growing, the, 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 the problems of the last 10 years have, have built and built, we're not building enough houses, so that means you have to build more houses the following year and more houses the following year again, and even Michael Martin talked about there... Yeah, so, like, we are in a kind of a tricky spot. Like, a, po- a politician is always going to say, we're great, our party's great, we're in power, everyone loves us. And the opposition are always going to say, no, you're terrible, everything wrong is your fault. But let's let's step back from that just for a second. Okay, we had a housing issue forming for a long time because we came out of a housing boom and we stopped building. What we should have done is continued to build. What we should do and probably ought to really think about is increase property tax in order to have housing that is being built through good times and bad, just continuously keep building, and the state has an endless supply of land that they could do that with, and it would have probably been the better approach. Now, we missed that boat, that's gone. But you can still go back and look at that. Uh, You know, there are issues with a country that becomes a very wealthy country. This country is a very wealthy country. It's one of the most wealthy countries that has some of the highest life satisfaction ratings and has very high employment, very high wages. And so people want to come here as well. And that's a, that's a natural thing. I'm an immigrant. I came to Ireland from the USA. Uh, and, and that's why I can tell you objectively, this is a great country. But then you also have a situation like a war happening in your population rises by over 1% with people running from that war. And the important thing is to realize it's not, that's like double the rate of children born in this year, in yeah. a normal year. But the kids normally go into a house that's existing, whereas these are adults arriving. They need some other accommodation. So we have compression in that part of society. We have compression because we weren't building. We have compression with landlords getting out because interest rates are rising and continued interference is making them want to leave. Or because they're the ones who survived the financial crisis the last time and they're finally fed up and they're saying, I'm out of here. Equally, you've got very high prices. So we have a lot of things working against us. That said, and the good news is, these things will resolve. It takes a lot of time, a lot of effort, a lot of will, uh, and, a, yeah. and a lot of work. Let, you know, let because me, these houses have to be built they, by they someone. They have to be built by someone, and there's issues even in the school housing program at the moment. They're pausing because of the rising cost of, of building materials and also the shortage of labour to build those 58 schools they're talking about. So that's an issue. Finally and briefly, Carl, let me ask you this on either side of the debate. Should they cut tax for landlords to encourage them to stay? And at the same time, t- would that be an option? Yeah, so there, there's basically, there's always this carrot and stick view of do you beat them to get them to do what you want and that's what an eviction ban was, that's what the rent pressure zones are or do you entice them with a carrot and say, look, we'll give you tax breaks. You could turn around and say, look, you know, if, if every landlord, if you drop your rent by 15% or, or something like that, you stay there, that, you know, you then get pay no tax that year. And that would be a, a massive financial benefit. But you'd be giving it to people who, in some instances, really need it. Like the landlords, okay, easiest way to think about it, 
the landlords who aren't leaving don't need it because they're happy landlords. They're making good money. The ones who are leaving are leaving for financial reasons. So if you're going to give away taxpayer money, you need to find a way to, to get the people who are thinking of leaving of being the ones who sign up for it. But then everyone signs up for it because they'll all say, I'm thinking of leaving. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, we're, so, we're over time. I, I, yep. We're okay. over time. <laughs> look, look, th- listen, thanks a million for giving us your perspective on it this morning. Always good to get different views on it and for giving us your time on the matter.